one day summit and summits in general, they do a very important aspect. They solve a problem and they build a relationship. Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast. We're leading a healthcare revolution by showing natural health and fitness experts how to become community influencers so they can build profitable, predictable, and enjoyable practices. Each week, we share simple, easily actionable expert branding and heart-centered marketing strategies so you can flood your practice with high-quality patients, building a healthier and happier community. And now your hosts, Angus Pike and Tony Rose. Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast. Angus and Tony here, and we are joined by a very special guest, Dr. Mark Wade. It's a welcome back to you, Wadey. It's so good to be here, guys. I cannot wait to dive in today's topic. Yeah, I'm super excited about it too. So Very exciting. Before we get in that, uh, not that it means a lot to our listeners in terms of where they're being recorded from, but tell our listeners where in the world you are at the moment and what you're doing because I'm fascinated by it. Yeah, so I'm actually today, I'm in Medellin, Colombia. I'm doing a full immersion Spanish program um, to, to essentially be able to learn Spanish in the next three months. I actually, I live in Puerto Rico. And my, my headquarters of my company, Virtual Summit Software, is being established there. And a lot of the top talent there is Spanish speaking. So I kind of want to, you know, one, grow myself, neuroplasticity, being a healthcare professional by trade. I want to grow my brain, challenge myself, but also I want to be able to communicate with, you know, my, my team efficiently and effectively. And then what, awesome. is, what are your expectations after three months? What can you do? Uh, is it like all day, every day? How does it work? So it's four hours a day. Um, so it is a pretty healthy amount of time. And I could, I could extend it if I needed to. I mean, technically, you could do less as well. It's like kind of uh, you, you, you choose your level. Uh, fortunately, I speak three languages already. So this will be my fourth. And that, that plays a lot into, you know, being able to pick it up a little bit quicker. What a all right, that's, uh, that's all for Mark Wade today. He's uh, shown us up big time. So, uh, yeah, piss off, mate. <laughs> No, you're, you're awesome. You're awesome. It's, it, it is amazing and, and inspiring. And, and it's no surprise that you keep taking the world by storm with, with what you're doing, uh, with the many hats that you wear, the many businesses that you've developed uh, from, from zero to, you know, massive uh, entities globally. And, you know, this topic that we want to sort of dive into today is going to be really helpful for that doc who wants to position themselves as an expert, wants to, uh, you know, really take over that, uh, an area of concentrated uh, focus on their niche. And uh, so, you know, running some virtual summits uh, is, is something that they can really sink their teeth into. So, yeah, let's, let's, let's head it away. Where do we start? Yeah, I would definitely say for sure, this is, this is a topic that's not only going to be extremely powerful for everybody who's listening in. So, you know, hats off to you for being associated and around people like Tony and Angus because they're they're progressive, they're forward thinkers. They see these opportunities and they're bringing you kind of that top level quality information. So please do take some notes on this today because I promise you it will it be a game changer for your practice. And you you kind of nailed it on the head right there. You said in the way I would describe it is kind of flipping the switch and owning your niche. And we'll get into some of the specifics of, of the, you know, the technicalities of what multi-day or one day, you know, these t- little things. And, and luckily, nobody listening, I'll put your minds at ease right now. The technical aspect, you can, you can just relax. There is a software called Virtual Summit Software that handles all the tech for you. So don't even worry about that. What we're going to be talking about is the strategy on how you can essentially uh, get, get your community to look at you as the expert. And then want to come into your practice as well as setting up some really am- amazing referral networks or, or, or opportunities. So I say the, this is going to be an opportunity um, for you to grow your practice, to stand out in your community. But kind of that little urgency factor, I would say, um, you're lucky you're, you're listening to this first here on, on this episode, but don't hesitate because it won't be long till somebody else is going to act on this. So you be that first person. You be that kind of early adopter, and I promise you, your practices are going to skyrocket from it. So let's let's jump in. Mm. So first of all, why don't we start with this? <clears throat> like, what's a virtual summit? So before we get into the the, the nitty gritties in around it, 
there might be some of our listeners that have kind of heard the word but not really quite sure what is it. So can you give us a bit of a summary? What is a virtual summit? Yeah, so a virtual summit is essentially a pre-recorded online event that solves a problem or multiple problems from industry experts, essentially. So what we'll, we'll typically do, and, there, and there's two kind of versions. There's a multi-day summit, which is anywhere from about three days on upwards of like 14 days and has a variety of speakers, you know, 20 to even 80 speakers. Now, I don't think we're going to get into that too, too much for the audience today because I think what's going to be more tactical for a, cl- uh, a clinician bringing actual patients into their, into their clinic is going to be the one-day summit which is, as it says, it's one day. It doesn't mean it's a full day in length. That's just the amount of time the audience will have to consume it. Again, pre-recorded. And these are going to be anywhere from about five to maybe 12 speakers that you bring on. And you're going to do these kind of uh, in, like interviews or uh, content. You're going to get them to present information that solves a problem that your target audience has. So that's essentially what you know, a summit is in the two different versions of it. Great. Cool. I mean, it, it, we, we started off, um, mm. you know, running summits and it solved, you know, Tony and I had been running live events and had witnessed uh, the ever-present decline in the live event. Um, and we went, you know what, why don't, we, why don't we try and put something online? How long? Do you think it was about eight years ago? Is that that long ago? Six years ago? No, it was six, six years six ago. Six years ago, too. And uh, we went, yeah. So, you know, we called it the Subluxation Summit. Uh, was it multi-day to begin with? Oh. I can't even remember, yeah. dude, is that long ago? But it was, it was such a, in terms of wanting to just edify what you said before, it really helped to build a level of authority and expertise around Tony and I. And the interesting thing was, and we weren't even the ones delivering the content. You know, we were interviewing people. Um, we were asking questions is all that we had to do. We had to set up the tech side of things, organise the speakers. But that we were able to parlay that off to... Oh, man, what do we must more than 10 in the end summits that we ran? Oh, at least, yeah. Yeah, multiple through there as, as, as well. So, and, and yeah, I think on that, our biggest challenge was the tech side, getting that right, bringing in 78 different pieces that we had to put together. So to hear that you've got uh, a piece of software that does it all, well, folks, um, you know, say no more, that is your biggest problem solved. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested with that because it, one of your tech guys you know, I chatted with numerous times and went through step by step with what we did, what tools we used, the things that we'd kind of hacked and cranked together to make it all work for us as well. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see in the end in terms of what your summit um, might mm. be. So, so if we're suggesting to our, our listeners a one-day summit, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So what I would say also to think about with the authority aspect is, um, is it's, it's really – one day summit and summits in general, they do a very important aspect. They solve a problem and they build a relationship. And this is really, really important. So there's two aspects of this, right? So like most of us, you know, as a healthcare professional myself, you know, I've been there where I'm trying to get patients who are meeting me for the very first time to commit to either maybe a large amount of money or a large amount of time. And there's really no relationship. So that's a huge ask. I mean, we use this kind of analogy all the time. That's like going on the first date and then asking for marriage, right? So what if we could start to build that relationship with that potential patient before they came in and had the exam and then the doctor's report or, or you know, in the results? Now, there are people out there already doing that. Well, they do them in different ways. There's like the, the, the lunch and dinner seminars, right? There's these ways that we do. We do workshops. Like our healthcare professionals in one of my other programs they do like posture workshops, right? So we have these works, these things that are allowing us to start building that relationship with, with the potential patient, right? It's building no like and trust. What if you could do that without actually having to be standing there giving up your hour, two hours, three hours on Saturday or Wednesday night or lunch, instead hanging out with your family and then coming back to the office the next day and saying, oh, look, I've got 100 new patients signed up for information and then out of those 100 you get 10 of them that actually come into the office i mean that's an ideal world but that's exactly the opportunity we have here with the one day summit so we'll get into some of those aspects the authority piece too the reason as we were saying you know it gives us like 
expertise or authority with people who've never met us is because we're using a technique called expert leverage. We're leveraging the expertise of the others who are around us. So I can give a good, great example as well. My very first summit that I ever did, um, I ran it and I wanted it to be a multi-day summit. This is actually how the one-day summit formula was actually invented. And this was like six, about six, five, six years ago. But I didn't have enough authority or connections. And so I was only able to get nine speakers on the summit. And two of them were me and my partner, right? So I only got seven. But so I, did, I was just being resourceful. I was being an entrepreneur. I'm like, I'm not going to back out now. So I'm just going to run it as one day. And, and, and that's exactly what I did. Now, at the time, though, nobody knew who I was. But the people that I had on this, plat, on this summit with me, they had audiences of people that knew who they were. And so those audiences that attended the summit, so this is where we're leveraging the, the people that you'll end up having on your summit, which we'll get into the details of establishing referral partners. They're going to have followings, patient bases, you know, communities that follow them. They're going to support and promote people to this summit too, because it makes them look good that they're being on this well-established platform, the blah, blah, blah expert summit. So that's going to bring people into your summit. And when they look at you, they're going to go, well, if, if this expert is on this summit and you're on this summit, you must be an expert too. And that's how you're leveraging the authority and credibility of that person. And it makes you stand out as the expert in your community. And then when we get niche specific, you can really own or establish whatever that niche is that you want in your community, you can take control of it. So that's a, just a clarification point I think is important for everybody to see and know. It, it's important too in that because, you know, one of the challenges that we hear all the time from people that we're coaching is also content creation. Like, how do I come up with content? How do I do all this kind of stuff? And, you know, one of the frameworks of content creation is interviewing other experts. And like, well, that really worked for me. I'm like, well, did it work for Oprah? Like, you know, what, what original content has Oprah really come up with? But what she's trusted and when she brings people in and she has this level of authority now and to, you know, to an extent, you know, I giggle about Tim Ferriss's most recent books, you know, Tribe of Mentors, all those kind of things there too. Tim has become really great at sourcing great people. Um, and we, it, that's what helps to build up his authority and trust mm -hmm. as, as well. And it kind of goes back to a couple of episodes ago, Tony and I did an ep a, a whole podcast talking about the decline in trust that's happening, particularly online. And, and we said beforehand, you can't just put an ad on Facebook or Instagram that says 50% off your next consultation, come in and I'll give you a free pillow. Because they don't trust us. But if you were to give them access to free content, a day's content where you organise a bunch of experts and we do a deep dive into headaches, and every time I'm the one asking people about headaches and then I throw in my two bobs worth as I go along there too, then you know what? I, I, you're going to damn well expect that one of you do a good job and, it's, and we'll talk about what a good job is in a moment too. But that, some of that expertise is going to rub off onto me as being the headache person there as well. But you're building authority, no liking, trusting like you talked about before. Mm -hmm. So it's a winning formula. Going back to that Oprah example, I wonder, like, maybe I'm going to try doing a summit where we just like, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. <laughs> that, I mean, I bet I'd get some great engagement on that summit. I love that. Um, I you bring up a really... You get an appointment and you get an appointment <laughs> and you get an appointment. It doesn't quite have the same. I love it. Look under your seat right now. There's a free appointment card. No. <laughs> yeah, no, th th you're actually giving me a couple ideas here. These are These are really great. So, um, I would also say like something to, 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 to also piggyback on the back of that is you, you don't like, cause one of the questions I usually get is, well, why would they look at me as the expert if, if everybody else is there is the expert and they're all the ones giving the information and I'm just there. And it, it goes back to that leverage. It's like, who are we building the relationship for? You don't actually have to have all the answers ever you need to be the place where they can go to for the answers mm -hmm. and they build that trust with you. So I don't want, like, I don't want to have to go out and figure out what auto mechanic to use or what, you know, cable company to use. I'm going to go with the people I trust. Right. And if they're telling me to do this, it's because it makes my job easier. So if I'm already trusting you, like, I don't want to have to go find somebody new. Like I've already got that trust there. I'm just going to go to you. Now, a cool piece of this, this is not even an advanced strategy. I would just say this is a, 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 something you can throw in there with it, um, is it's not just 
for new prospects and new patients too. This really works well as a, a gift for your current patients. So be, this is where I was going with this is like the ads out there. A lot of the things that are out there, it's high risk, low value. If I click on this, you're going you're gonna to contact me for the rest of my life and I, there's nothing I want. Or there's something I want, but I know if I jump, if I take you up on this 50% off, you're going to try and sell me really hard on a $10,000 whatever. So it's, it's, it's high risk. A summit is low risk. You're not selling them hard on anything, but it's high value because you're giving them great information. Now, the reason this is also great for current patients is a lot of these patients are going to have that same problem or issue. Like, you know, we were mentioning headaches a second ago, but like they're going to have that same problem. So you can give this to them as a resource because it's valuable enough. You could charge for it, mm. but that's kind of the thing is I, I'm going to not charge. I'm going to give it to you for free. And it's an amazing way to re-engage with past patients to get patients re-engaged and back into the community. So those, that's another really cool factor with these. Yeah, I like it. And going back to your point too around that idea of, you know, how are they going to see me as an expert if I'm interviewing people? I, I would contend too, like if, I, if, I, if you listen to this and thinking about, I, I'm not going to run a summit on aerospace engineering. I, I don't know anything about it. I couldn't ask great questions about it. And nor am I interested in pulling an audience of aerospace engineers. So some of the times too, it's like, you know, Tony and I have a, we call them six practice multipliers. And practice multiplier number one is be great at what you do. So I, don't, I also don't want to give people a chop out and say, look, just go and interview a whole bunch of people that are great at something that you're not great at and then you'll be great. Because that, that won't work in the long run. You, you know, don't be running a summit on something that you don't, because if you're wanting to build a niche, um, you know, you talked about kind of flip the niche. Flip the switch. Niche. Uh, what Own your niche. Own, you know, niche. you want to be doing that too. You shouldn't be trying to build an audience of people that you don't, one, enjoy helping and two, can't actually help anyway. So, mm. you know, I think sometimes we ask those questions, we're looking for a cheap way to kind of get into something. Get good at something, you know, build some, you know, some confidence and certainty around it and then find other people that are great and then, you know, that's like adding fuel to a fire. As, mm. as well. well, And the authority is you're the host. Yes. You're the one hosting the yes. summit. So you also, you can, you can throw that too. Like I'm Dr. Mark T. Wade. I'm the host of the International Neurology Summit. Like how like great would that sound to your patients if, you know, I host the, you know, professional migraine resolution or relief summit. Like, oh, well, you must be an expert at that. You're the host of it, right? Yeah. So it, it really just almost like, you know, authority by association, you're the host of that. So you are going to have the authority. So I, I think that's really great. And then, you know, kind of going into the, if we will, the referral, like, can we jump into the referral aspect, the referral partners part of that? Is that, yeah, yes. is that cool? Yeah. Yeah. So, cause you're bringing these speakers on like in, cause a common question or kind of concern I get is like, people go like, why would I like, well, I don't want to bring those people on. They're my competition or, you know, like, oh, well, those aren't in my niche. Like, this is the exact opposite. Like, you should be looking for kind of opposites that are, that have audiences. You should actually be looking at where's my audience? Where's my target patient? Where's my target client? That's where you should be looking. And kind of the more diverse they are is the better off it is. Like, so if you're going to be doing, you made a great example. Let's do the chronic migraine summit, right? So I may want to bring a nutrition on that's going to talk about nutrition, right? They're going to have people, I'm going to bring maybe a personal trainer on that's going to talk about some exercise stuff. I may want to bring an ergonomist on that's going to talk about healthy uh, tech habits, like all these different pieces. You know that those people's audiences are people who have had, who know, or are, are currently suffering from migraines. So if you're a niche, if you want to be the migraine expert and you are now the host of the migraine summit, and you have all of these other experts in migraine areas or related things, it just boosts you up. But that also gets you the ability now to create a referral partnership, okay? And the way we look at this, like I think back to back, you know, back when I was practicing exactly, I used to be like, I would contact the gym and be like, hey, like, let's partner together. Here's all my flyers. Please send me all your people. Like, what is in their interest to send me everybody? Like, what, they all need me. Come on, just send them to me. It's like, what is in their interest to do it? Nothing. It was all one-sided. It was all in my interest 
and how many patients or how many gym members did I send them, right? Like it, it wasn't fair. But in this scenario, what you're doing is you're giving them an opportunity. You're, at, you're providing value to them in advance. I'm going to put you on this platform, this migraine summit. People are going to see you and find you. And it's okay that people see and find them too because they're going to see and find you. But what's going to end up happening is you're providing this value. And so it's the rule of reciprocity. One, they're going to want to give value back. But now you have this kind of trust in relationships. So now it's cool to send patients back and forth. If I got somebody that has a dietary thing and I'm going to learn more about them, they're going to learn more about me, which is going to establish a better uh, a referral network anyways. Cool thing with this is honestly, you could even decide who do I want as referral partners and then build your summit based off of that because it's really about relationships in the end. You're building a relationship with a platform of experts who are going to help solve problems with information for potential prospects who are then going to look to you for the answers afterwards. And then, of course, you're going to provide them with the solution of come see me. Yeah. So, Mark, in this one-day event we've got, let's say, five to nine speakers, what would you consider, because obviously these referral partners for a local business should be local people, is there a balance between getting one, two, or three maybe international experts in this topic plus three or four or five locals or do you go all local what would your recommendation be there so this is a this is a great topic so at this point what you would want to consider is am i only focused on bringing patients into my clinic or am i also interested at potentially starting to create a sort of virtual income stream because if you're at some point interested in creating a virtual form of income then you may want to be looking a little bit outside of local, okay? And the way we can do this, and, and I know maybe, you know, well, the listeners here, they're so advanced, like this is probably old news, but like if anybody out there's a little bit, you know, hesitant or scared, like, you know, I'm, I'm a doctor, I'm not a course creator or, or an online marketer, like don't worry. Like just think of the things that your patients ask you every day. You're providing those answers already. You do follow all of the instructions that Tony and Angus have already given you on how to create those videos you can now take that piece of information and that's a payable or a, an info product essentially. Mm. So what you can do is you can bring people in through your summit and then let them just buy an online product. So let's say you decided to do a one day summit that's not locally based and we'll cover both of these. Let's look at there's a local based one day summit, which is I'm only going to be targeting people in my community to get them into my practice. And then we can say there's a virtual base. So this could be, you know, statewide, this could be nationwide, this could be internationally because they don't have to come in to see you. You're going to bring these people in, same reason, onto your summit because they have a problem, but the solution you're going to provide them now is a virtual program. So maybe it could be a 12-week at-home program, you know, maybe there's, a, there's some objective standards to it, maybe it's an exercise program, maybe it's a nutrition program, maybe it's, you know, a healthy living thing, like not all of the solutions have to happen in your practice. Mm. Now, for locally, we want to bring them in. But imagine if every month you were generating an extra ten dollars or $15,000 from this virtual thing that was just happening that you created one time and now it's just it's running. Mm. So that is possible. But let's bring it back down to the local level, which is where we're trying to focus today. So locally, I would say if this is your first time running a one-day summit, I would stay local because I don't want to add any extra complication to it for you. I want you to knock this out of the park on your first one because there's going to be a lot of little unknowns that you're going to work through. And then after you've gone through it, you're going to be like, that was a breeze. Let's do the next one. Now, once you do the next one, you can start looking at, okay, here's, here's my local referral partners that I want to bring, you know, that are locally based, that can send me patients into my practice, but also have audiences in the community that I can target. But I'm also going to bring one big name recognition, you know, nice person in, which what that's really going to do more than anything, it's going to increase, again, your credibility and your authority. So I do think there's huge benefits to that. But I would say starting off on your first one, keep it local just because you want to, you want to be able to take, you know, go through this process at ease and then bring people into your practice before you start to get fancy. But definitely after you do your first one, you're going to start looking at your second one and then probably by your third one, you're going to go, I can do this virtually. Let's, let's do this stream of virtual income Mark was talking about. Let's set it on autopilot. And, and now, 
now I can go on vacation once a week with my, or once a month with my family and still generate that income. So. Mark, do you, do we pay these people to present for us? Uh, is it done free? Is it, if it's interview? What's your, what's Excellent your question. Never, ever, ever pay your speakers. Okay. And I'm going to say that now there's some, there's some instances that you can pay your speakers. If you become where you're making summits, you know, summits are your living and there's a certain person that you want to get on there that you're, that, that they're only going to do it if you pay them, that can be an option. But starting off, don't pay your speakers. You don't need to pay your speakers. Like it is a benefit for this person to be on your summit. That's the mindset you have to have. You are, you are putting together a platform that's going to give them credibility because they're going to be able to say, oh, I was a speaker on the migraine summit, which is going to like, they can put that on their CV. They can put that on their cards. They can put that on their promotion. So that's a benefit. Two, they're going to get promotion. They're going to get FaceTime, right? Like people that come into that summit, the, any advertisements that go out, people are going to see them too. So they're going to get some promotional aspects, which are going to, you know, indirectly benefit them in their business. Step number three is you give them the opportunity. This is, you know, this is your choice. You don't have to do this. I typically always do this for my speakers because I want to create a win, 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 a win for me, a win for them and a win for the audience is I allow them to give away a free gift, which is going to allow on the summit, which is going to allow people to opt in for their free gift and go into their community as well. So they're going to build a patient, a, a potential patient base as well. Now I'm cool with it because I've already collected all the leads. I've already collected all these people. So if they go anywhere else. That's fine as well. But I still got them that, and I can still communicate with them. That right there is so valuable to be able like, I mean, think about that. For those of you who are doing marketing for your, your, your clinics right now, how much do you have to pay to get a lead? How much do you have to pay to get a prospect? What if I said, hey, come on my summit for free. I'm going to interview you, make you look like a rock star, and then you're going to get some patience out of it. I'll pay you to let me speak on the summit, right? So that, that offer, Mark, that might be something like, uh, you know, you've asked the naturopath down the road to deliver uh, the naturopathic uh, view of migraines and how to get rid of them. They're going to have a, uh, a cheat sheet or a download of something that they then say, look, if you want the 10 foods to avoid for getting headaches, go to this link and sign in and get my download. Is that the kind of gist? Nailed it. Yeah. So each person is going to have, like you said, a cheat sheet resource guide or, you know, something that's going to be of value essentially for that audience. That's going to relate to that, that expert and what they're teaching. And so the audience can get access to that by opting in. So it's a really, it's a great win, win, win. This is, I call summits a collaborative marketing strategy. So, you know, we have, we live in a shared economy these days. We've got Uber, we've got Airbnb, we've got Lyft, we've got all these things. I believe that, you know, business in general can to some degree be like that as well. We are essentially all coming together for one event to help solve people's problems and we're all going to prosper from it. It's, it's a really, it's a great way that everybody wins and the audience wins too because they get the solutions or they get information and knowledge or inspiration and motivation to take that action and solve their problems. So it's, a, it's really a win, win, win. So when we're setting up these chats, we're down with the naturopath and say, hey, listen, we're putting together this awesome program on chronic migraines. And I'm going to be speaking with you. I'm going to be speaking with a Chinese med practitioner. I'm going down to the local gym. I'm at the health food store there as well. I'm interviewing all of them. And we're going to share this uh, information out with the community as well. And my expectation, <clears throat> excuse me, is for you to email your list. Is that what, do you set that up in advance in terms of what my expectations are of you? And then... How do you follow up and make sure that people follow through with those expectations? Yeah, so th there's varying opinions on this, um, as in like some people say you shouldn't make your speakers email, et cetera. I'm of the belief that this is, they're getting a really great opportunity. They, they should be invested as well. And what I mean by invested is they should help again, it's not a collaborative marketing strategy if nobody else is collaborating, right? So this isn't a, they, they, they're getting a great opportunity. So I am upfront with them. I, I'm, I say, I want, I would like you to help us promote this. I don't necessarily require that they do five emails. I say, we're going to, we're going to provide you with everything you need. We'd like you to share this both social media and to any kind of audience or list that you have. Um, and what I would say is, 
I would also not be upset if the person says no. I would, I, in, in most scenarios, some people may not understand. They may be busy. You know, they may be closed-minded. It's okay. It's not, it's nothing about you. I always, for every speaker, I have three or four options that I'm looking at. If one says no, no problem. It's your loss, not mine. I'm still going to do this on it, right? So don't be upset if they say no. With that being said, you should have things that you need to make it a success. It's, it doesn't, been, it's not fair to the other speakers if this one speaker doesn't, doesn't email, but still gets leads from it. And these all are over here promoting it. So that's kind of what I do. Now, how I am, like, would enforce that, I guess, if you say, if you will. Like, I mean, I'm not standing there with a bat, although I probably should be like, you know, watching their email, you know. But um, what I would do, what, <laughs> I can feel them breathing on my neck, you know. No, what, I'm, what I would recommend, or what I do, is more of a kind of a, you know, the adult version of like, you know, holding accountability is after they've agreed to do this and we've set the expectation, they're going to get benefits to it as well. Like anybody they email, like that comes and ends up purchasing on the back end, like they get a commission from it. So they win as well. So um, I then after they've committed to it, I will actually send them a document, not a document, but like, okay, so here's what we're asking for. You know, we're going to have three emails or five emails and two or three social posts can you please let me know what you can commit to? And I'll have one for emails, one for social, what you can commit to and what dates you can commit to doing it. So I make them tell me, mm. then I can go back to them and be like, Hey, remember you, you said you were going to do this, but you didn't. So it's holding them accountable. I'm not telling them they have to, you know, they've agreed to do it. Now I'm asking them when it works for them, and I'm just holding them accountable. And honestly, just the fact that people have actually committed to it, they're way more like, it increases them following through a lot better. And some people might not, and you can make that decision at that moment, whether you want to go forward with it, but you're going to increase the chances of them doing that. Yeah. I feel we've just missed a step there in the structure of how this, how a virtual summit works in the fact that this is a free event for people to sign into and watch live or when it's online for the 24 hours or the 12 hours or whatever it is that day. But if someone wants to keep the recordings and watch them afterwards, they would pay for that. Is that correct, Mark? Is that the model you're... So let me just put this up here. This is pretty easy. This is what I, my one day summit formula. So right here, people are gonna opt in. Okay, so you've got so some kind of landing page. Podcast. Mark is, is displaying a little flow wonder, chart here. Mark, can we have this as a download okay. to pop down? Uh, yes, uh, so I will give you this as a download. And honestly, if you're going to use the Virtual Summit software, don't even worry about it. It does all this for you. So essentially, you haven't, you're, gonna, you're giving them access to it for free. So they're going to opt in for it. So you're going to say, hey, I've got this you know, migraine summit, these seven experts, here's the topics, et cetera. It's, you, you can have a free pass or a free ticket or whatever you want to call it. They opt in. Now, at that point, you can create, and this is, you can, you can keep it as simple or kind of as advanced as you want to go with it but you would essentially have a couple levels. You have the free level, which everybody now has access, has, has opted in for. And that means they get to watch the summit while it's live. As in, when I mean by that, by, by live, I mean during the date that you said it's going to be available. Mm -hmm. So they now get to watch it during the date that it's available. So if I opt in two weeks in advance, I may be waiting for a couple of weeks before I get to watch it. Mm -hmm. So and it may actually be on a day that I'm busy, right? So I'm busy. I really want that information. How can I get that information? So this is a valuable thing. You've taken time out of your schedule to bring together extremely intelligent people. The value of this information is, is, is well worth a monetary figure, but you're giving it to them for free. So this is, a, this is why it's a high value, low risk. Now, it's free for this period. After that period elapses, after it ends, it's over, it's closed. But if you would like to have access to it now, you can purchase access to it. So that's where the purchase comes in. After it ends, they can buy access to essentially those recordings, but also we usually throw in a couple extra bonuses or free gifts to make it even more valuable. And that's where the purchase would come in. Mm -hmm. And then your speakers or these referral partners, as you call them, would also have a link, which means if their members on their list go through and buy it, then the referral partner gets 30%, 50% or whatever it is 
of that fee. So it's, uh, it, it's in their interest to be promoting it that way. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, and, yeah. and again, I'd be interested to see, the, I mean, we've run enough summits now that we know our numbers with them in the past. Our experience mm. is, is that 15% of people who come into the summit um, and say, yes, I want to have your free subluxation summit, you know, thrive some of that kind of stuff, that when we get to the thank you page and we say, as you talked about before, hey, man, thanks for registering, if you want to watch it now and if you want to have kind of a longer period to watch it and own it forever and you want these other cool bonuses, you can buy it right now. It's yours. And we give them a price there too. 15% of people are going to go, yeah, that's absolutely. Then I can watch it on my own time and we give them video files and we give them PDF downloads and then we give them the, the audio files so they can listen to it on their phone. Um, so for the number of people, it's such a cool, low-stress no pushy kind of way. It, it, as Tony and I talk about often, it's cool and helpful marketing. Um, it just gives us people. And, and we say to them, hey, and if not, it's yours for free on this day. We're really happy to bring it to you for free. You've got that whole, and, and we opened up, because originally when we first started, if we had seven hours of content, you had seven hours to watch that. <laughs> and that was tricky because we had a global audience around the world, which means, you know, uh, people over in Colombia needed to get up from 2 a.m. through to 9 a.m. to watch it. And then we went, oh, okay, well, then you can have 10 hours to watch the seven. And in the end, we ended up opening up. So, look, you've got 24 hours. It's plenty of time. You know, just assume that this is a bit like you're going to an actual live event. You're watching it from home. Set the time apart. You can be in your pyjamas, drinking your coffee, watching this free, free content from there as well. And it, the, even the longer, we were worried that the longer we opened the time up, the people were going, no, no, they're going to stop buying. It didn't affect our numbers at all. They still wanted to buy it because there's value in owning it and watching it when you want and all the other bonuses as well. So, yeah. 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 And I'm just laughing over here because now it makes a lot more sense that this is just audio because I was wondering why Tony didn't have a shirt on. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not the shirt. The lack of shirt's not a problem. It's a lack of pants that concerns me. So. But that was yeah, I can't think of all the screen. So, Angus, Tony, no shirt. Angus, no pants. Like, okay. it's, it's just yeah, our way that it's an audio moment. So, that makes more sense. And you can, you can tell, like, you know, I like to convey how excited I am during an interview. So in a bit, if I say it, it, does, it comes across on the audio. So if I just have no pants on, he knows. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah, see yeah. how much. I had to say that because I couldn't, I couldn't keep going seriously with that thought going in my head right there. Now, to <laughs> clarify, everybody is well clothed on this podcast, or at least that's what we're tell you so, so like, to go back to we'll, we'll, we'll circle back when we're contacting um our expert that we're wanting to interview and we're, i love that word so look, this is a collaborative marketing approach there as well if they say hey listen man I, i'm happy to be interviewed but uh, you know what i don't really have an email list i'm not really good at this social media thing i'm a naturopath and i'm good at helping people with detox and gut health and helping them with headaches migraines is that is that then a no-go for you completely or where do you sit with that? For me, I would try to find somebody that could, that could produce the information. So there's a difference. If I was doing a multi-day summit and I'm going for 50 to 80 speakers, I can take an industry expert because of their knowledge without really worrying about what, you know, them being able to share it because I want to bring people on that are like the, like academics, right? That are maybe not marketers or even, you know, like that are just really smart in their skill or their technique or their, their you know, their knowledge. But with a one-day summit, we have such a minimal amount of opportunity. The goal is to grow my list. So if I'm not getting people on there to promote it, nobody's list is going to grow. So in the end, you kind of got to make the decision. Like you can bring that person on and it'll be great. But if nobody's really there to listen to it, is it worth it? So I would say for your one day summit, I would really try to get people that have some kind of an audience. Now, in the end, it's your decision. You can say, you know, instead of 11 people, I'm going to make it 12 people and I'm going to have this person that doesn't have an audience and it's cool. Um, for multi-day summits, for sure, it's cool. Like we definitely bring in people who are world-renowned uh, academics, whether they have a list or not, because we want to have the top minds in the world on our summits but then we've got another 40 people who have email lists so we're okay so there's kind of the difference yeah that's exactly what we did yeah. there were different times that we wanted to interview different academics who didn't have an email list who didn't have a social media presence and what they brought to our summit 
was great content that we wanted to have a part of it um, there mm. as, as well. I, I don't know the answer to this, but Tony and I have spoken about, you know, virtual summits even as a way, you know, to, to build a practice too. I would bet, and, and this, you've prompted me, I'll actually try this. So give me a few months, I'll get back to you. I would feel comfortable that if I were to get 10 experts and none of them emailed, but now what I, in essence, I had is I then had a product and I had all these things which are building expertise around me. I could advertise the heck out of it there too. I bet I could go over to Facebook and I could advertise. In fact, we've done this from advertise there too. Pay to build my list and I bet at the back end I'd still come out cash flow positive by a long way. Merely for the, the thing is that local advertising for a local business. So I just get into Facebook and it says, who do you want to advertise? I'm going to say 10 mile radius. You know, go, I bet I could spend 500 bucks on advertising it over the week or two weeks. Man, if I didn't make 10 times that amount, I'd be, I'd, I'd be flawed. So um, mm-hmm. I'm not suggesting because yeah. you don't have to do it that way. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to test that. I'll get back to you in a few mm-hmm. months' time and tell you about that. I would say it would definitely work. I would clarify that more as an, as an advanced strategy. So there's all kinds of things you can do. Like I use, we actually have 10 different frameworks we use the one day summit for. So the one we're talking about right now is list building. Um, we also use a monetization strategy. It's a premium. So you can create a, an event. Like once you have a list, let's say you run your first one day summit and you build a list of 5,000 people maybe or 1,000 people from your community. Now you have a list of like 1,000 people that, that are, you know, looking to you for the answers. Not all of them, let's just be real, not all of them are going to come into your clinic. They're maybe not ready yet or they don't have the need necessarily or they're just not, you know, they just don't come in. Now, that list is valuable. That's a great asset right there. There's people that still need something. So, what we will, we've done is we actually do one-day summits where we won't have any speakers on it. My partner, she'll just create, figure out what, what's one of their problems we will then, she'll create the like outline, same process, outline the solutions, and then she will record the answers to each of those. And then we will charge a nom of small fee for access to it. Mm. So, you know, maybe it's $47 or $27 or $97. I mean, we do this once a quarter and we generate anywhere from, and now we have a, an engaged list, an audience, but we generate between thirty dollars and $50,000 off of four emails to this small product. So that's a premium thing. So after you run your first one day summit, now you have a list, you could create your own premium version. You could either bring experts in or you could do it all yourself. You have the knowledge, honestly, and then you could charge. So instead of being free to enter, which is what we've been talking about, they would pay to enter. Okay. So it's a paid, a premium, but we also have other frameworks. Like if you are going to write a book and you have a book coming out, we have a book launch framework. We also have a coaching framework, we have like a mastermind we have a live event. If you're doing, for example, if, if you crush it on your workshops, like you do like, a, like we have posture workshops. So people, you know that in your posture workshops, you can close 50% of those clients to come in as patients. You just need to get more people to that posture workshop. Then you could run a one day summit that points them towards the live event essentially. So there's all different, there's, I mean, we just talk about 10 different frameworks. There's probably a lot of different ones. It's just how advanced or how how specific do you want to get? So, brilliant, Mark. How long have you found a, there's the right length of time for an interview or a, or, or a content uh, thing? Yeah. So you actually brought up a point. I can't believe I haven't even mentioned this yet. Like the whole point of a one day, like the, the the reason a one day summit is so powerful is it overcomes the number one challenge that we are all dealing with when we're trying to get people from online. And it's attention span. Mm. The, the amount of attention span is, I mean, I think there was a, actually a study just done that the millennials are the new like generation Z or whatever. They are the first generation to have an attention span less than a goldfish. <laughs> like, that's a real thing. It's not like, it's not a joke. So the, 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 the point here I'm trying to make is people want the result. Our audience, our patients, they, they want the result that we can give them. Like if they're coming to your clinic, they want the result that you're tr- treatment is going to get them. Okay. If they're looking at the information you're offering online, they want the result that that information is going to give them. A common mistake that information creators like content creators and even practitioners make is we focus on the information and the knowledge because we know that's what it takes to get the result. The problem is if your audience, your prospects look at that and they go, whoa, that's too much. It's too hard. It's too difficult. 
and I can't get the result, then I'm not going to take any action. So the one day summit actually overcomes that because it's a, it's a defined result in a short or specific amount of time. That's why we see big increases in conversions for this. And then also we have bigger uh, show up rates for this than for example, like a multi-day summit. Now to then answer your question with this is if the problem is attention span, how much should we give them? Well, you can give them as much as you want. Just know it, it, the, like the research shows, and this is, I mean, most of us aren't going to do this. I'm just going to, the research shows that after seven minutes, people quit watching or paying attention. So ideally your videos would be seven minutes long. Wow. Now it's going to be difficult, right? But you should know that. Like I know, you know, Tony and Angus are showing you guys how to be video influencers and, and, and all the knowledge there. When you're creating those videos in the ways that they're showing you, you may want to lean on the side of being shorter rather than longer because the, 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 this was a study done that shows after seven minutes, people stop paying attention. So with that being said, there's a couple things to keep in mind. If I'm doing the summit, like, a, like we were talking about before, premium, where I'm giving the information, I'm going to try and keep those sessions as close to seven minutes as possible. Ideally, seven to 10 minutes, no longer than 15, 20 is going to be the max. I mean, 20 is probably too long. If I have somebody I'm interviewing, I'm going to be shooting for 20. Probably it's going to be 30, but I'm going to try and keep it as close to 30 as possible. This is funny that we're actually talking about this because I'm in the process of trying to create a test product, a test summit where I'm going to interview. Because the hardest part is when you're interviewing experts, they want to talk, right? Like they have a lot to say. And so it's hard to keep it anywhere under 30 minutes. Um, 20 is still what I would shoot for and I would tell them that ahead of time 20 minutes I'm going to give you a strategy on how you can overcome that to keep people engaged But I would I'm actually going to try one where I'm going to require That the speakers only do seven minutes. They have one topic one thing They get seven minutes on my summit and see what kind of engagement increases happen because I believe we'll see much much higher results, which will be a clear evidence that we don't need to talk about everything. We need to have one thing, solve one problem straight to the point, which is what people want. So with that being said, what are you going to do right now with the 30 minute interview? That's most likely going to be what happens. So the best thing to do is you need to break it up into chunks. Okay. The first thing is very easy intro, outro. That's you introducing and closing it out. Okay. So you're talking, then this expert talks and then you're going to talk. So some back and forth is good. But with that being said, please know, that if you're not an expert interviewer, you haven't done training, you haven't had any kind of special kind of advanced stuff in that, you know, I'm in that same circle, like you're probably not the best interviewer in the world, okay? So with that being said, you probably should let them do more of the talking and you do less of the talking. And it's hard because we wanna put our, in, we wanna put our insights in. Like, well, I, I know this information too, let me do the talking. Remember, you have only 20 or 30 minutes of this expert. You can record a video of you talking for an hour if you want. Utilize as much of that 20 or 30 minutes you have getting the knowledge out of that expert. Now, the thing to do is to clarify with that expert. Some kind of advanced strategies is if you can create an environment that's visually aesthetically appeasing. So for example, if you can get them to do a presentation where they have slides and they're moving the slides, it'll keep people more engaged versus just talking heads. Additionally, if you can't do that, having some kind of like set point, like you let them know, I'm gonna let you talk for five minutes or 10 minutes, whatever it is, and then we're gonna have like an interim, okay? And then we're gonna do like a segment, like we're gonna change it because remember, about that seven minute mark, people are starting to drift off. Now, the most advanced strategy that I've seen done, I'm just saying this more because Tony and Angus are gonna love this, is I've actually seen um, a summit host know that he's not the best interviewer and now like like I so want to try this and you go I'm not the best interviewer but I still want my face there I want people to recognize me I want to be like get that expert leverage from the summit but I also want to get increased engagement and, and results from my summit so he actually brought an MC onto his summit so all the interviews were done between him and MC and the expert so the MC would introduce him and then the MC would be the one doing the interview back and forth with the speaker and still making the host look great in the process. It was, I thought it was genius. So anyways, uh, that's yeah. an advanced strategy, but. Nice. Yes, lucky I've got Angus here as the, uh, the MC every time. So uh, that works, <laughs> that works really well.
That, that probably is actually one of the reasons your guys' videos do so well is because it's not just one of you. It goes back and forth. You banter with each other. You have the comical back. Hey, that actually is, you nailed it right there. Hey, that and you guys are both really handsome gentlemen. Well, that only helps, doesn't it? Yeah, well, wow, you know, sometimes uh, we just got to thank the Lord above. So, uh, <laughs> buddy, this has been a fascinating chat. Uh, we, we're going to clearly need to get back for round three with regards to, to this also. And I, I think, you know, if this has started to, you know, create some intrigue in our audience, you've just started a podcast where you're diving deeper into aspects of this as well. So where could, um, where should our audience go to find out about that podcast if they want to learn more? Yeah, no, that's a, you, you got a great point there. So um, I'll definitely uh, throw in a free gift that Tony and Angus can have and give you the links to in the show notes. So go over to the show notes and check that out. So if you're, if you're in, if you're like at the point where you're like, okay, this makes sense, let's kind of move forward. Uh, I'll have a resource guide there on the one day summit. So a one day summit starter guide, which will have the same, um, uh, the same one day summit formula and strategy guide that you can't see because this is an audio recording and not video, but it'll be there in that download. It'll actually start to walk you through that process. Of course, don't worry about the technical aspects. I'm sure Tony Nangus will, will link that too because the virtual summit software really, it handles all the technical aspects. Yeah. Mm. The podcast is like, if you're like, it's still kind of uncertain or you're already jumped into it and you need some kind of success tips or strategies, the, the Virtual Summit podcast is a great way to get started. It's a free resource. I'm essentially interviewing, like I, I do strategy sections. So every, every week there's a strategy session for me teaching one specific strategy in summits. And then twice a week I interview different summit experts. So summit hosts who talk about the successes they've had, things they wish they would have known before they got started, key things that'll make your summit better. We interview summit speakers, which is really great. Like I've interviewed my best buddy, John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneurs on Fire. And he specifically talks through how, if you wanted to get him to speak on your summit, how you would go through it. So, you know, strategies on how to get speakers, coaches, consultants, marketers, all of that aspects. And it's 100% free. And that's over at podcast.virtualsummits.com. Right. Perfect. And I think the easiest way for, um, for, for listeners to get these links uh, would be to go to adiomedia.com forward slash summit and uh, we'll have the links in there for you to go to the podcast, go and check out the software and to get the download of the, uh, the flowchart. So amazing stuff. Guys, if you haven't, if it's not in your head now that, 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 that running a summit could be one of the greatest ways that can position you as the expert and that community influencer, then please listen to this again. I mean, this is something that could really take you to the next level and therefore your practice as well. So Mark Wade, thanks so much for your time and your expertise all the way from uh, the other side of the world. We love and appreciate everything you do. Guys, jump on adiomedia.com forward slash summit and get the, uh, get the info. Thanks, buddy. Good work, Always man. a pleasure. Love it. Rock out, guys. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Marketing Your Practice podcast, where we help natural health practitioners and wellness experts build profitable, predictable, and enjoyable practices. For more information, please visit www.adiomedia.com.